Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech, we will continue where we are learning the holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12, the Shears and the Schus of Shalema for Hinda Bastabarachal. We are learning the holy letter of the Balatanya, that the act of charity, Maisat Zdoka, is Shalai. And that the Avoidus HaTzedakah, the inner dimension of the work, where you have the Maisa, you have the activity, but you also have the internal service of charity, that is a never-ending and everlasting yes. tranquility forever. We're going very deep into this idea that the activity alone in life is not a great thing. But when you're dealing with peace, when you're dealing with kindness, when you're dealing with charity, then alone that itself is the purpose. So any good deed a person does, even if they're not fully invested, brings peace in themselves, brings peace in the world. And then we are explaining that there's a deeper mode of consciousness. There is a radically more, a radically inner way of living life, much more internal. And we've been explaining that the root difference between a deep, a deeply inner conscientious, a deeply inner enthusiastic Mode of life comes from the fundamental difference between how you look at the world. Do you look at the world just with its superficiality? Or do you look at the world from deep within? So we've explained yesterday that there's the 10 energies that make up man, make up this world. God had infinite energy. His energy was infinite before the creation of the world. And then he created a void. He created a void because he wanted to bring his presence. He wanted to bring his light into this world. And in that void, in that emptiness, in that darkness, he was able to create the world. So first God was mitzamtzim. He had to limit himself. He had to cover up his, his light and create a place that was devoid of him. A place that should not be felt God's presence or God's light. And in that place he created the world. And then he also took his light and he narrowed it down to 10 energies. 
And he used those 10 energies to paint the world, to bring the world into existence. And when we look at the world, we're always seeing filtered energy. We're always seeing energy that's filtered from God's intelligence or from God's emotions or from God's actual for for the actual container of the world. So when we're looking at the world, we see mineral, vegetable, animal, and human. And every single one of those kingdoms have each four in them. There's the mineral kingdom, which is the void of God, entirely the devoid of any life. That is the container of this world, the actual container, the furniture of this world, the makeup of this world. This world is called the world of activity, the world of Asiya. Primarily, this world is the world of mineral. Then there's the world of vegetable. Vegetable means to be rooted in the ground, but because they introduce water, because the mineral is not so dense, it's not so tough, it's not so devoid of God, it's not so empty of God, the body is not so rough and not so full of itself. So therefore the body allows for some life force to fill it, fill it up. And that is vegetation. But vegetable is still rooted in its ground. The life force is limited. Then starts the animal. Chai, the beginning of all life. Animation. You see the fire. You see the continuation. It's not just offer. It's not just mineral. It's not just mayim. It's not just water growing in the vegetation. But it's also ash. It's also a life force. It's also moving around. It's also fire. Then you look at the animal. Above the animal is the human. So the animal is my emotions. The animal is the animal kingdom that you see all around you, all the different types of animals that run around instinctively, which mean only emotionally. They do not have any intelligence. And then there's man. The human stands and towers above all animals because it is the human. It is the Adam. It is similar to the divine. It creates, it contains intelligence, not only instinct, not only midois, but it also contains intelligence. And that is ruach, the breath, the intelligence of the breath. So we have the ability to speak we have the ability to, to have a speaking, living soul. God blew a soul into man. And that's the breath. He's breathing every second, in and out, which is a soul permeating his body, a speaking soul. The animal is just alive, but it's fire. It's on a lower level. It's the beginning of life, but it doesn't end in intelligence. It cannot become intelligence only when the animal becomes surrendered to the human, either sacrificed 
literally and consumed, elevated, or it's harnessed. Certain animals are harnessed. We ride them. They do work for us in the fields where there's a tremendous harnessing of the energies. And the same exact idea is in the human kingdom. And the idea is to lift all of these kingdoms, refine them all, to lift them up, and to bring the energy of God to dwell within all these kingdoms for us to discover, every kingdom to discover. that Even the lowest mineral kingdom is really a container and a vessel for God. And the more dense, the more thick the mineral kingdom is, the harder it is for God to dwell over here. There's no interaction. There's no place for it. And that's why man works the field and he refines the mineral. And he introduces the vegetable. He introduces water into the mineral. And when he introduces water into the mineral, then the mineral will become the vegetable. And when he takes the vegetables and feeds it to the animals, then the animal is now becoming more refined. And then when he takes the animal who's become fat now by the vegetable and now he surrenders it further to God, which is a tremendous dual process, a process of integration. The mineral, in order for it to become vegetable, has to unite. It has to make room. Rocks can never become vegetable. But rocks together with sand, together with mud, together with fertilizer, when you have the mineral of every kingdom, you have the mineral of the mineral kingdom. You have the vegetable of the mineral kingdom, which is water, or the vegetable of the, of the vegetable kingdom, which is water. It's static, but it's the beginning of life. You have the mineral of the animal kingdom, which is the fertilizer that comes out of the animals. The animals, when they finish eating, they create manure from their byproduct, from whatever they cannot consume whatever they cannot elevate goes back down into the ground that becomes fertilizer when you mix those all three together you take the seeds the lowest part of the fruit and you mix the seed together with the fertilizer and you mix it together with the water and together with the sand with the mud with the not with the rocks but together with the ground that's not as dense, and you mix them all together, they give it to each other, they elevate from the mineral to the vegetable kingdom. And the vegetable itself is rooted, it will die, but if you cut it, if man comes, and he takes from the vegetable and he shares with the animal, or he takes with the vegetable and he consumes the minerals himself, the minerals that he needs for life. So it's a shearing between the kingdoms, and then it's a surrendering to God. Those are the two primary functions of all of these kingdoms, and each one lives in their own realm. And that is the whole idea of man. The lower we go in the realm of this world, the more pirud, the more separation there is. The whole idea of this world is that there should be separation. Before the world was created, God and his infinite energy, energy was in the world, and there was no room for the world. But then when he created a world, he created separation. And the lower you go in this world, you will find more and more separation. And the whole idea is that everyone should discover their selfishness. And in their own selfishness, they should create 
a dwelling place for God where there's no contradiction between my selfishness and another and the creator of the world. And how is it possible that my selfishness, my pettiness, my animal, my vegetable, my mineral, how is it possible that I am not a contradiction to God? When if I grow up in a certain life, my whole existence could be competition, could be competitive. My whole existence could try to be to take away from another. Or my whole existence could try to be a sore thumb to someone else. My whole existence, by its very nature, doesn't allow another person to be. Because the lower we go in this world, if we don't have the toida, we have a tremendous sense of separation. But the purpose of the Torah is integration. The purpose of the whole entire Torah is compassion, which means integration. Which means unlocking the secret how me and you can live it together. How me and you can not only live together, but in our differences we can express the divine. How in our differences can we express the divine? Is it possible that differences could contradict God? Is it possible that if there's many, many children of Abraham, that they could somehow contradict the core value of Abraham, which is chesed? Or isn't it true that the purpose of this world is that there should be chesed? The purpose of this world is that there should be different people, but they should all bring themselves together in a mosaic, in a symphony of kindness. Isn't it true that if I develop my own ego, my own animal, if I want to become wealthy and I want people to worship me, the more I'm going to become disconnected from reality? So how can we resolve this problem of selfishness? Explains the Holy Balatanya, if I cultivate myself, if I cultivate myself, and then I want to surrender myself to you, I want to give myself to you, if I want all the wealth so I can give it to another person, if I want everything so I can eliminate suffering, so mm. I can share in the gift of compassion, if I'm aware all the time of compassion that God has on me, if I want to mimic my creator, how humble am I when I'm able to share from the gifts of this world, be it food, life, money, mineral, vegetables, animals, Humans, whatever I'm sharing, it's intelligent, it's the human of the human in the, in the intelligent kingdom. If it's food, if it's sharing actual energy of life that people put into their life to work the fields, to work, to live this life, and where we worship money, but if all of that worship of the selfishness is made for you, it's, I want to partake in the gift of being able to share to you. And there's a tremendous humility. It might look like it's money. It might look like it's energy of life, of work that's trapped in money. You have a $100 bill, that bill is trapping energy. It means that a person works $15 an hour. He works, he makes $30 an hour. And then you hold $3,000 in your hand, $3,000 in your hand is a trapped energy of life. So it's life that's trapped in this dollar bill. But then when you give it away, you set all of that free. You take all the selfishness and you set it free. 
And that is the whole point that he wants to say in this letter. If you look at life superficially, then you will look at the spheroids, you will look at the energy superficially, and you will say, Chokma is going to give to Bina. Chesed is going to give to Gvura. Netzach is going to give to Yish, to Hoyt. And Yeshoyin is going to give to Malchus. Those are four modes of energies, four masculine energies giving to the feminine. It could be, you could be a man or a woman. There's the way you're a giver to anybody near you. And the way you're a receiver, even within yourself. Chachmah is just the idea, Bina is what you do with it. Chesed is the love inside you. Gvura is the way you narrow that down, the way you discipline that love, the way you become judgmental. Netzach is the way you want to ex express yourself, bring yourself out into the world, the way you want to win, the way you want to conquer. Hoid is the way you want to pull back. These are two, the two legs. This is very important to understand. Netzach and Hoid. Am I active or reactive? Am I standing here making place for people? Or do I want to impose myself on everyone? A person who has tremendous netzach in their personality. They want to conquer everyone. They want to recognition. They want to, they're always running around. Their whole place is theirs to conquer. A person whose hoid is reactive. He's waiting. He's quiet. He's shy. But we have this both, both things in our own self. Netzach is the imposer, is the one who's running out with the right foot. And hoid is the left foot. I'm rooted in my place. I'm waiting. I'm not sure. And to understand this idea is that these energies, if your Maisatsudok, if your whole life is on a rudimentary level, if your whole life is superficial, then you are living life with these two energies, even in your own body. They make peace with each other because the goal is one to give to the other. But in your own life, if you become the right side, if you're Rachma, if you're the wisdom, if you're the kindness, if you're the competition, if you're a communicator, then the other person is receiving. The other person is the understanding of your wisdom. The other person is the discipline. They don't have the kindness that you have. The other person is going to surrender to your competition, to your overwhelming expression of yourself. And this is what the Balatanya explains. This is the secret of Zivipmini. How about taking a step further? How, how about looking at the world through its soul? How about going deeper into the Ashespheres? Is it really that Chachma is here for Bina? Is it really that Chachma is going to give to Bina? Is that really true? Or is it true that Chachma is alone? A tiny dot of knowledge is alone. It has nothing to do. It will pass away in the sands of time. A business plan that's not cultivated and put down on paper. It's not a business plan at all. Isn't it true that a person who has kindness, if they don't narrow down that kindness, if they don't, if they don't give it out, they're worth nothing. Isn't it true that if a person has a tremendous sense of imposing themselves, if there's nobody there for them to impose themselves on, if there's nobody there for them to reveal themselves, nobody there for them to conquer, to overwhelm, even with love, 
then they are alone. And that is Zivipnimi, to realize that the internal idea of marriage, the internal idea of unity, the internal idea of connecting with everybody around you is that you might think you're giving, but they're giving you far more than what you think is giving. What is giving for real? You don't have who to give to if you don't have the other person. So you have to discover it from internal. If you're my Satsudaka is Shalom. If you're living on the superficial and you're giving kindness, it's peace. But why is it peace? Because you're still living on the superficial. But on the superficial, there's unity. But you can have an internal unity as well. You can go deeper into the, into the world of the spheres and you can look at the person near you. And you can realize they are making you who you are. You're nothing without them. You're mimicking your creator. You're able to be a partner with your creator only because of these people. That's why it's extremely important to understand this in its core. Let, you have emotional intelligence. You have intelligence of intelligence. And then you have the communication of the intelligence. Let's understand the face like we spoke about in the past so we can fully get this. Your chachma is deep in, the, in your forehead. You cannot see it. It's your intelligence. Nobody can see your, your intelligence. But your right eye is your judgmental eye. It's just your internal feelings. Your right eye is your eye that you're judging the world favorably, kindly. Your left eye is you're judging it with negative. So poor man walks into the shul and the first time you see him, you haven't said a word, you haven't made a facial expression to him, but you look at him with both eyes and with your nose, with a sense of compassion, emotional intelligence, and you have compassion on the person. You've cultivated your right and your left. You first judged him. Then you went to wanting to give him. And then you breathe in and you really experience compassion from God. So you say you want to be compassionate on him. But he still doesn't know. He doesn't know that you're suffering with him. It's your two cheeks, your two lips, which will create your expression of your emotions, your heart that you feel deep inside that will bring it out to him. As soon as you smile, Netzach and is the smile or the frown, or the smile, or just the stern face. Hoid is the regular surrender. The, the Hoid is just the holding back of my emotion. But Netzach, Netzach is that smile that I have. If we're talking about Zivik Pnimi, if we're talking about the internal idea of compassion, the internal idea of all the Sviros. So the goal is not for me to give to you, but I'm here for you. So in that space, Chesed, Gvura, and Tferis, my two eyes, my right eye, which is Chesed, my Gvura, which is my left eye, my nose, which is my breath that I get from God, which gives me both eyes. I'm living on a pneumistic away inner dimension, so I'm looking at you and I'm, I'm discovering compassion from God and I'm suffering with you. I feel you and I can't understand why you have to suffer. And I realize that I was made for you. Everything I have is to give to you, which is the inner dimension of life, the inner truth. That I'm no better than you. And I partner with God. And at this moment, I see in you my own emptiness. So I have a tremendous sense of passion. Passion means to suffer with. Pati. Marcham. To feel bitter. To feel your bitterness. To empathize with you. What do you need? Not why you don't have. But what do you need? And to feel you. And to realize that I also need. I'm also empty. But you cannot see that in my eyes. 
You cannot fully see it in my eyes because it's hard to discover a person's heart. But in my smile, you can see it. The holy Kabbalists say the smile that you do when you give charity, that's everything. The smiley face. Where is that smiley face? The Zayir Ampin, the seven energies, the seven Midois. You might think, oh, it's only compassion. Compassion is the heart. But what happens if you have a heart? What happens if you only have a heart? If you're not Mephias, if you don't start, if the smile, if it doesn't start with a tremendous sense of competition, but a different type of competition than you're imagining. Not that you want to conquer the poor man, that he should thank you. Not that you're going to be Netzach and he's going to be Hoid, that he's going to surrender to you and thank you for the thousand dollars that you gave him. But that Netzach, you can't wait to eliminate his pain. Now that you're Heated up with emotion. Now that you're choked up in your eyes because you looked at him with the right eye, which you want to give him, but you looked at him with the left eye, which means you empathized with him. You judged him to give him. And you looked up to heaven and you said, God, why, why does he have to suffer? What am I different than him? And you're choked up with emotion, emotional intelligence. Now, how are you going to react? Is your netzah going to be that you want him to give you a compliment, which is it's just wonderful. You're still going to make unity with him. You're going to give him the thousand dollars. You're going to change his life. Or is it going to be zivik pnimi? Is it going to be a smile? Is it going to be a ponim Is it going to be a ponim yafos? The whole idea, it says the holy Kabbalist of the whole tzedakah is that my smile that I give, the smile is everything. The smile is the lower down face. It's not just the eyes, the smiley face, the emoji. You understand these emojis, these emotions, this whole Chatting is built on these emojis to convey to you my heart, to bring it down. The emoji is the lower face. It's not the intelligence. The intelligence is also part of the face. It's the primis of the primis of the face, but you don't see it. It will only come down in the face, in the actual two eyes, in the nose, but in that smile. The lips, the right side and the left side of the face is the netzak and the hoid. You can either be stern-faced, hold back, or you can impose. That's internally, but externally, that person is the Hoyid if he's poor, and you are the Netzach. But the question is, what is the unity? What is the zivug between the Netzach and the Hoyid? Is this unity an internal unity or an external one? If it's an external one, it's wonderful. You gave him a thousand dollars. He thanked you. You overwhelmed them with love, and you already made the purpose of the world. But if it's a zivik mimi, if it's a void, you know that he is only here for you to eliminate his shame. Eliminate his pain for you to make him whole, to smile to him, to take away the fact that he feels so empty and to wonder in wonderment, why am I better than him? And at that space, I want to overwhelm him because I want to eliminate. I want to give him over that smile that's so profound. I want to comfort him in such a powerful way. Yes, I want to overwhelm, but overwhelm entirely different because I'm nothing without him. He's making me, he's giving me far more than I'm giving him. And I want him to know that with my smile. That's Zivik Pnimi. Then the surrender is a Zivik Pnimi. Then he becomes holy. It's not a thank. He doesn't thank me. He doesn't need to thank me. I'm already thanking him. I'm, with that smile, I'm thanking him. With that holy, that surrender, he opens himself up to me. And he will share with me what he's going through. And in that space, we've eliminated shame entirely. And then our relationship is a, a relationship of real communication. We really communicate. That is the secret. Then the giving, the actual activity after my smile. Then the words that will come out of my mouth. 
is a fundamentally different. How my netzach and hoid is, if my netzach and hoid is a zibit chutzoyni, if it's just about me, then he's the one who's going to compliment me. He will become hoid to me. But if I am the zibit pnimi, if I realize that I am the netzach, that I need to overwhelm him, I need to take away his pain, I need to make him know that he's giving me far more than I'm giving him. Then the Yisoyde Malchus, the communicator, communicator is going to communicate all the emotion. Yisoyde is communicating the emotion. Malchus is the actual words that come out of my mouth. What's the intelligence and what's the emotional intelligence of my message? After I gave that smile, it's all clear. And the smile, it's already enough. If I'm living internally, then I am only here for him. Then my smile already conveyed that I will be Mephiasim. I will comfort him. I will make him know that I am nothing without him. I will make my spouse know, my child know. I will make sure not to humiliate or create hierarchy with anybody around me. All the time to eliminate hierarchy. Because I know Zivik Primi means internal harmony. There can never be a giver and a receiver. Um, of course I'm giving, but I'm getting far more than I'm giving. So am I the giver? I'm the receiver. I'm not the giver at all. I'm the receiver. So if I'm living Zivik Primi, I want everybody to know that they're giving me far more than I'm giving them. Because I want to eliminate shame. I want to eliminate hierarchy. And in that space, my netzach, my smile that I give, is that you are giving me that more than I'm giving you. And when I smile to you like that, then I become the hoit. I become the one who gives you a compliment. I become the one who surrenders to you. I become the one who's giving to you. So then the words come from my mouth, my yesoid, which means my narrowing down of my intelligence and my emotions. My yesoid will meet my malchus, which is my actual mouth, and I will speak words of mefaisoid. Mefaisoid I will now convert my smile into words where I empower you, where I tell you, where I conquer you with love, with comfort, with elimination of shame. And I tell you, you're doing for me far more than I'm doing for you. But if I am about netzach, if I'm about overwhelming you with love, I'm going to give you the thousand dollars and it's about me, then you will become the hoid. You will become the yesoy, the malchus. You will be the one who's thanking me. My words will be very limited. I will give you an action. I will actually bring you the money. I will say a few words to you, but it won't be that never-ending, everlasting tranquility because you will become surrendered to me. It will be about me. And yes, we will exchange some words, but the smile is a different smile when it's about me. It's about you surrendering to me. But if I'm all about you, if I cannot wait to eliminate, to eliminate your shame, then we connecting on a deeper level. There's elimination of boundaries. Netzach and Hoyt say the Holy Kabbalist, you don't know which one is which. Because if I'm living Zivit Pnimi, if I am actually want to give you the money in a way, then I want to eliminate the boundaries so in my smile alone you feel connected to me. And then we don't know who's giver and who's receiver. We don't know who's netzach, who's hoit. We both become Yesoyda Malchus. We both become the communicators because we communicate to each other. You communicate to me your pain. And I communicate to you my empathy where I'm receiving your pain. And, I, and you're taking the money. And I'm taking that. You're giving me the ability to give. And in that space there's a unity, a harmony far more than I ever imagined. There's a presence of God because it's not clear who's the giver, who's the receiver because there's harmony, there's inner tranquility. And that is eliminating 
all of the pain of this world, all of the pain of pirut, of separation. And that place we unite, we make, we make an enchantment, we make a mosaic, we make a tapestry of the divine, we make a yishkun Hashem, a shkinah We show that this world and all its diversity still expresses God. And God says, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for a world where all the diversity, all the Jewish people that are separate, take their separateness and serve each other, give to each other. They show their true colors, the core of who they are. One nation under God, indivisible. One nation under God. One nation under God that expresses God. That can only be if I'm here for you. If a person lives his life that he's here for the other person, then he's eliminated shame. He has expressed the divine throughout this mosaic of separation. He said the whole separation is only so we should come back in unity to show that me and you are not in contradiction. In fact, I'm here for you. And in that space, there's a tremendous dwelling, an indwelling, and a deeply internal dwelling of God. But that's dependent on us to live life superficially, to see the energy superficially, to see everything superficial, gullus-like, which means there's still kindness, but it's about me. Or the kindness means it's about you, that you're giving me far more than I'm giving you, and I'm going to make you know it. And that's my competition. The netzach, I want to conquer you so you could know that you're giving me more than I'm giving you, to eliminate your shame entirely. So the netzach internally means that I'm nothing without you. Until you know that, I have not overwhelmed you. I have not conquered you. I want to conquer you with such emotional love, with such empathy. I want to take my heart and bring it down into the energy. I want to conquer you with such empathy that you will know that you're giving me far than I'm more than I'm giving you. And that's marriage, the essence of marriage. Where the man cannot get enough of his spouse. But it's not the idea that he's taking from her, that he's conquering her. But he's conquering her to the point that she knows that she's giving him. He's nothing without her. He's mefayas subedvanim all the time. He's speaking his heart all the time. He waits for her intelligence. He waits for her emotions because he knows that he's half. He knows that he's nothing without her. So when he's trying to conquer her, he doesn't want to conquer her, that he is the man. That should be loyasanayisha. He wants to conquer her the way the conquerment's going to be in Lasud Lavai. We're in a cave at the side of Geber where she knows now that she's much greater than him. She made him. He's nothing without her. She makes the children, she makes the cake, she makes the house. She's everything. And in that space, Netzach has a whole different meaning. Netzach understands that it's nothing without Hoyt. Then the physical takes on a whole new dimension. A marriage that's built on emotional intelligence. It's built on intelligence of compassion, emotional intelligence, where I am here, I am nothing without you. Then a unity, then when there's the, the physical intimacy, then when there's the unity, finally, when there's the giving of money from one to the other, when there's the student to the teacher, the student knows he's giving the teacher far more, the student knows that the teacher loves him. The person receiving the money doesn't feel like humble, doesn't feel like a beggar, knows that he's the rich person. The wife knows that she's giving to her husband and to her community and to her family far more. She's happy because Hoyt has agreed to give, devote itself. How it means devotion and surrender because it knows that it's giving far more than it's getting. It knows that it's being empowered to be a partner in that zivik pnimi. And in that space, Yisoyed and Malchus, Yisoyed is the funnel of all the life energy. But Yisoyed knows that I'm nothing without Malchus. Malchus, you made me. Like Yosef Atzanik says, mm-hmm. I'm only Yosef because of what you did to me. It doesn't matter. That you're receiving from me. It doesn't matter that you put me through all this. 
Doesn't matter you criticize me. Doesn't matter you sold me out. Because what would I be without you? That's Yosef. He was in that space of Yosoid that was after Netzach, that he knew that he's nothing without the Shvatim. He's nothing without all the people that he provided life for. He got life, but he was able to have the gift of giving life. So he made his brothers know all the time, even though they hurt him, even though they, even though they limited him, even though they criticized him. You only criticized me. You only channeled me. You only narrowed me down. You only, because you allow me the gift of being able to let you know how amazing you are. You allow me the gift of being able to feed you. A man who knows that his wife is giving him far more than he's giving her doesn't get touched from the criticism because he knows the opportunity to be able to give is the greatest thing in the world and the true giving is to let the people around you, your students and your spouse and your children know that they are far greater than they think they are. And that gift alone of Netzach to be able to give over the gift of knowing, of teaching a person how great they are was the secret of the Holy Baal the secret of the Balatanya. To walk around the world and see the people's emptiness and tell them, you think you're empty, you're far greater, you're giving me far more than I'm giving you. To know the value and the worth of a Jewish soul. And that is one of the most magical things in the world. And to live like that now is to usher in the Messianic era.